I first heard of PLR when I first came online and discovered that you could buy done-for-you content, pre-written content, that you could then take and rewrite and put your name on and publish as your own. This was early in the make money online kind of world, and content meant literally content. It meant articles, basically. Uh, 500 words was the gold standard, and you could buy packages of 500-word articles, 10 or 15 or 20 at a time, or even individual articles. And I just thought this was such a fascinating way to get content, to not have to write it yourself. I even briefly owned a PLR business that was not terribly successful, but that's a story for another day. Today, you can buy PLR in all kinds of formats. You can buy it in just raw content articles. You can buy entire courses. You can buy video PLR. You can buy graphic PLR. You can buy planners and journals and all kinds of things. If you can publish it on the internet, my guess is you can buy it as PLR. And that brings up a lot of issues for people and how they should be using PLR. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. This is episode 90 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast. And today we're digging into PLR and how you can use PLR or private label rights content ethically and effectively in your online business marketing. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Vidar. Hey, it's Cindy, and thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I appreciate you. You'll find the show notes and the recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 90. And while you're there, be sure to download your online business roadmap. It is my six-step process to building your online business from scratch. It will walk you through every single step you need and not go into great detail about all the things that you don't need or don't have to do, or don't have to worry about right now. It's just what you need. And again, you'll find that at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 90. So let's dive in and let's get started with what is PLR content? Now, I already mentioned that PLR stands for private label rights. It is pre-created content that you can buy, you can edit, and you can use it as if you wrote it yourself. You can think of PLR similar to when you go into the grocery store and you want to buy a can of corn or a bag of frozen broccoli, and you can buy Del Monte or you can buy uh, Green Giant maybe, or you can buy the store brand. You can buy Great Value, which is the Walmart brand, or you can buy some other store brand, and that's usually a little bit less expensive, but Everybody knows that that store brand is packaged in the same factory where the name brand products are packaged. The store just purchases the right to sell that product as their own, and they put their own labeling on it, and they put their own branding on it, 
and they sell it as if they created it themselves. That's kind of what PLR is like. People can buy this content that was written by someone else and they can put their own branding on it and they can put their own name on it and they can sell it or publish it as if they created it themselves. That's what PLR is. And you can find PLR content in every format. I already talked about this. You can find it in articles or blog posts. You can find planners and workbooks and graphics and video and audio and even entire courses or in some cases, entire membership sites all created with PLR content that you can buy and you can call it your own. You can also find PLR content in just about any niche, whether you are in uh, mindset and self-development or health or business or financial, or you work with teenagers, or you teach, I don't know, piano or knitting or photography, you can probably find PLR in your niche. It is very prevalent and it is available at a wide variety of price points in a wide variety of formats and in just about any niche that you can think of. And the reason that PLR is so common is because there's a lot of really good uses of PLR. There are a lot of really good ways to make use of this resource that is available to you. PLR can save you time writing content. If you don't want to write a new blog post every week or write a new email every day or write a new course, you know, every month or whatever, you can use PLR to really cut back on that time that you need to put into your business. It can also save you time researching. This is a lot of what I've used PLR for in the past is to just save that research time so I don't have to do it. I can take the PLR and rewrite it in my own voice. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But without having to do all of the groundwork ahead of time, without having to spend hours reading through resources and figuring out exactly what I want to say, all of that's already been done for me. You can also use PLR to save money by not hiring someone to write unique content for you. If you've ever hired a writer to write your blog posts or to write your emails or to write your courses, you know that can be very, very expensive. I know people who charge thousands and thousands of dollars to write a course for someone else. It's really expensive to hire that kind of help. But you can buy PLR courses for maybe just a fraction of that, maybe 100 or 200 or $300. So it's a small portion of what you would pay a writer to customize content for you. You can also use PLR as a temporary solution. And this is a really good use of PLR. My friend Angela did this years ago when she had a brand new baby at home and she had a membership that she had to, you know, that she had committed to creating new content for. And PLR content allowed her to keep her membership running, even though she was only working just a few minutes, literally a few minutes every single week. So PLR really worked out for her as a temporary solution to keep her business running when she was doing something else that was much more important, which was raising her baby. Now, with all that said, there are also some really bad uses of PLR, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast, because I see a lot of people who are 
purchasing PLR and who are using it in a way that is not serving them. It's not serving their audience, and it certainly is not helping them to grow their business. So some really bad uses of PLR content is if you want to use it to teach a topic that you don't know anything about. Now, you guys know that I am a firm believer that you should be teaching what you know, that you should be sharing your expertise and your skills and not relying on the content of other people in order to grow your business. But unfortunately, I see some people who think that they can buy content about maybe how to live with diabetes, and they have no medical background, and they have no expertise in this area. And that, I, I, it could work, I suppose, if you are a good enough marketer, you could pull that off. But it's not particularly effective. It's not in good service of your customers. It's not sustainable. And I don't think you're going to enjoy running a business that's based on that kind of information. I just don't think that, I don't think without a background in it, you're going to enjoy doing it over the long term. It might feel okay right now. It might be good right now. You might make a little bit of money, although probably not as much as you would if you were in an industry that you knew something about. Um, but in the long term, it's just not going to work out well for you. So using PLR to teach on a topic that you don't personally know anything about is not probably the best use of PLR. It's also not a really good use of PLR to use it as a shortcut to doing the actual work. In other words, if you want to sell courses, take the time to learn how to create courses. Don't just buy pre-done courses and think that that's going to really shortcut all of that work for you. I think, again, you'll have a much more sustainable business if you learn the processes and the systems that go into building a business of that kind and you put your energy and your authentic self behind it instead of just purchasing that shortcut. Another not good use of PLR is because somebody told you that you could launch an information product business with nothing but PLR content. I just mentioned that you could buy an entire membership site with, that's already pre-populated with PLR content, and you can. They're for sale everywhere. You will see them for sale. And the, the, the red flag here should be that you can buy them for 20 30, 50 bucks, maybe an entire membership site already complete, already has all the courses in it, already has everything that you need. And you can buy it for that little bit of money. That's an indication that this is probably not a sustainable business. So if you are ever tempted to purchase one of these membership sites in a box, walk away. It's, it's not the answer that you are looking for. Are there some good courses in there? Maybe. Could you make a little bit of money with it? Possibly. But again, it's not going to be sustainable. It's not the business answer that you're looking for. But with all of that said, you know, there are good uses for PLR. There are some really bad uses for PLR. And I don't think that anybody who's listening to this podcast is using PLR in a bad way. But let's talk about how you can make the best use of PLR in your business because it is a valuable resource to you and it is uh, an asset that you can leverage if you do it the right way. So let's talk about what that means. The first thing that I would encourage you to do is to never buy something that you are not going to use. 
My friend Lynn Terry taught me this a long time ago, and it seems like every time I see her in person, we talk about the same thing. She told me, in fact, the last conference that I ran into her, this was just before the pandemic, I ran into her at a conference and she told me again that she never spends any money unless she knows exactly what the return on that investment is going to be. In other words, she doesn't buy a course that she doesn't intend to use. She doesn't go to a conference that she doesn't intend to get something out of. And I don't know if she buys PLR or not, but knowing Lynn, she certainly would not buy PLR that she did not have a plan for. So if you are purchasing a PLR package, whether it is a course or an article pack or a planner, whatever it is, whatever it is that you are buying, ask yourself before you buy it, what am I going to use this for? Why do I need it? When will I use it? How long will it take me to implement it? And then put it on your calendar so that you have a plan so that you're not just stashing a bunch of PLR content for later so that you don't have folders full of it that you're going to use someday right? You don't want to do that. Make sure you have a plan for everything that you purchase. The next thing that you want to do, you've bought it, you've downloaded it. Now you want to verify the integrity of the content. There are some really, really good PLR providers out there that I would 100% trust. And there are some that are not quite so trustworthy. So if you are buying from somebody new, then I want you to verify the integrity of the content that you have purchased. Is it useful to your audience? Will your audience be able to get results from that piece of content? Is it complete? Is there information missing? Are there steps included that don't make sense? And is it true? You don't know who wrote this content or what their credentials are. And this is why it's really important that you know your stuff, that you have experience in your market so you can spot the inaccuracies because we can say anything, we can put anything on paper. And sometimes people are less than thorough with their research, especially when they are getting paid to create content as quickly as possible. And you just have to be careful of that if you are purchasing done-for-you content. And frankly, you have to be careful of that if you are hiring someone to write content for you as well. You want to make sure that they are doing their research, that they are publishing true things because you are ultimately putting your name on this piece of content and you want it to live up to your standards. You don't want your customers to come back to you and say, this is not true. This is not how this works you said something in here that is, you know, scientifically inaccurate or that was proven wrong, you know, five years ago or whatever, you don't want to be in that situation. So you need to make sure that the content that you have purchased is true, is complete and is useful to your target audience. Once you've done that, then the next thing that you're going to do is get rid of the parts of it that you're not going to use. A lot of PLR comes with a ton of bonus stuff that you probably don't need. And if you're anything like me, you don't want to throw anything away because you might want it later. You might need it later. So you kind of stash it away in a folder somewhere. But the honest truth is you're not going to need that stuff, right? If you, again, can't see how you're going to use these things, just get rid of them. Just, it's okay. Just put them in the trash. 
It's all right. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna miss them later. You're not gonna go looking for them later. And even if you do, you can probably go back to the PLR seller and download it again. So don't be afraid to throw away the things that you know that you're not going to use. Clean up that folder, keep only the good stuff. Then you can go in, read through the content, and start adding your own personality. And this is probably the most important step and it's the thing that so many people skip and it can make that PLR content that you bought completely different from what it once was and it will make it work for you in a way that it never could if you just published it as is. So here's what you do. You go in and you add your own personality. Look for places that you can add your own stories, your own personal stories. Tell about a time that you did a thing or that you had an experience or that you witnessed something relevant to the content. Inject that personal stuff into the content that you have purchased and it will completely transform it from generic, boring content to something that your readers, that your audience really wants to hear and that they can truly use in a meaningful way that, that can really help them to, you know, learn a new skill or change their lives in some way where this generic content that you purchased is probably not going to have that impact. So add your own stories, add your own experiences, add your own personal language. We all have a way that we speak. We refer to it as our voice. We have a way that we speak. We have a way that we write that is uniquely us. And you want to take that PLR and transform it so it is in your voice. Because when you buy it, it's in someone else's voice. And it's probably a really generic, really boring voice that sounds like it was written by your high school English teacher. And it was not meant for reading by real people. Write like how you talk, not like how Mrs. Burnside taught you to write. The other thing that you can add that will really take PLR up a notch is your own original research. If you have surveyed your audience, if you have done any sort of research, any sort of data collecting on your topic, including that in PLR really takes it up a notch, really turns it from something generic into something that is unique to you and your business. So if you can add that little bit of information, that's really going to change things for you. It's really going to turn it into something that can only be accessed through you, something that your readers can only get from you, um, something that's going to make you stand out from the crowd of other people who may have purchased this particular PLR and who may be publishing it, you know, who knows where on their blog, in their podcast, on their YouTube channel, in their course portal, by adding these things into the content, you are making it different from what everyone else is publishing. And that's really important to do when you are purchasing content that hundreds or maybe even thousands of other people are all purchasing the same thing. And the final thing I'm going to recommend, and this is more of a bonus step, this isn't something you have to do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to require it of you, but if you can pull this off, then you are going to make PLR that is 
or you're going to publish content that is completely unrecognizable from where it started. And this is going to be to completely change it up, to change up the format, for example. So maybe you take a planner and you turn it into a three-day challenge. Maybe you take a blog post and you turn it into a podcast episode. Maybe you take a pre-written course and you publish it as an ebook instead. This is going to make it so that nobody will ever be able to point to your content and say, I think I saw so-and-so publish that same blog post, or I have that same Etsy planner, or I have that same planner in my Etsy shop as you do. That's the danger of using PLR as is, why I would never recommend that you use it as is, but if you completely change it around, nobody is ever going to recognize it as PLR. You can even change the audience or the niche. So for example, you could take a meal plan kit for new moms, say, and turn it into a meal planner for overworked entrepreneurs. They both have really limited time and a real need for nutritious, easy to make meals. And just by completely changing the audience, you have changed that PLR substantially. Another example is you could turn a money course for entrepreneurs into a smart money plan for teens who just got their first job. It's the same ideas. It's the same basic advice, completely different market, completely different language you're going to use to talk about money and maybe completely different goals, but it all started with the same PLR course. It all started with the same basic content framework. So if you are using PLR in your business, and I know that I have a lot of PLR buyers on my, uh, on my podcast listener list, and I know that I have some PLR sellers too, and I am certain that they would agree with me about these steps, remember to not buy what you're not going to use. Don't buy things just to hoard them. That's not a good use of your time or money or mental energy, and it is not serving your audience to do that. Remember to verify the integrity of the content unless you are buying from well-known top sellers. And I'm going to put a list of my favorite PLR sellers in the show notes. So if you are wondering who does sell good PLR, I've got you covered there. Don't keep the parts of anything that you're not going to use. Don't be afraid to throw away things that are not useful to you. A lot of PLR comes with a bunch of bonuses and things that maybe you're never going to use. So go ahead and trash them. It's okay. Make sure that you add your own personality, tell stories, talk about your experiences, include your original research, and by all means, change the voice so that it is in line with you and your brand and how you speak and how you communicate with your audience. That's probably the most important thing. And if you can, completely change it up. Make it unrecognizable. Change the format, change the audience, change the niche change how you are using it. Don't use it in a way that is expected and no one will ever know that it started its life as private label content, but you and maybe the private label content seller. Now, I would love to hear from you. If you would do me a favor, click over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 90 and leave me a comment. I would love to know if you're using PLR in your business, how you're using PLR in your business, and how it has helped you run your business more effectively, more efficiently, how it's helped you make money. Let's talk about it. I'd love to know. And could you do me a favor? If you are enjoying the show, would you pop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening 
and leave me a rating and review. That helps the algorithms know that you value this content and it's the best way to help us grow. That's it for me today. Have a terrific week, everyone, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.